welcome and I want to share the word Pastor Frank I, w- I was not here last week but I watched the service actually twice um, because it was such an awesome message last week and he was talking about from the inside out and one of the main ideas and main releases that he was talking about is is how the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit really does a work from the inside out and he brought I'm going to bring forth just a few of the thoughts that I received from watching the the service and then from some things that he had sent me you know we we have a choice And that choice is, are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to inhabit our house to the fullest? Or are we going to be, like I said in that opening prayer, an oak tree that's unbendable? We have to give him full access. And in giving him full access, that means that not only is he in us, he he is there to transform us and to cause us to be more like Jesus every day, every moment in our, in our lives, in, in, in who, in representation of him. And it's a sanctification process as well. You know, we're not, we're saved, but we're not instantly sanctified. So praise God that he is within us. And he's doing that work of sanctification, and he's doing an internal work to help us to be more like him from the inside out. And he talked about the internal and the external. The external is something that, let me use this as an example. You have someone that goes to the store and buys all these clothes and puts on all kind of makeup and and jewelry and does the things that they feel are going to make them feel good on the outside laws and rules and regulations of religion is exactly what that is but what the holy spirit does is he doesn't minister on the external he ministers on the internal and when he ministers on the internal the inside of us the house we are a house for him the inside of our house begins to get that cleaning that needs to be done is it about repentance at times yes it is about repentance and part of that repentance is that we have to let it go And we have to give it to him. So religion tries to put the laws. The Old Testament brought the laws in. But the New Testament says, and the Old Testament as well, I will write my laws on their hearts. And so with the Holy Spirit inside of us doing an internal work, Every day we are being transformed into his image from a glory to a glory. 
And as we're being transformed, the things that are within us are being changed and let go of. I talked about pliable. We were in the prayer room this morning, and the Lord dropped into my spirit the word pliable. And what does that word mean? Well, I don't have my phone up here. I wrote it in there. Pliable. It means that we're, here I have it. Pliable, non-Ralph, I'll take it. Pliable, thank you, Pastor Ralph. Pliable, non-resistant, okay? So the Lord wants us to be pliable in his hands. Why? So that he can do a work from the inside out, and that work, that work will manifest... That work will manifest in our lives to represent the Lord. It's like Play-Doh. We give, our, we give kids Play-Doh, and we, and we allow them to play and to make the things that they want to make out of that Play-Doh. Pliable means easily bent and flexible. So when we become rigid in the things of God rigid based on external things, we're not pliable in the hands of the Lord. And so he's doing an internal work. And sometimes, you know, an internal work, it's not always pleasant. You know, we want to build people up. And yes, in order to build up, sometimes we have to, what, pull down. Sometimes we have to tear up. Sometimes we have to root up. Because why? Because what is rooted is not good. It has to be dealt with. And that's what the Holy Spirit does inside of us. He does an internal work. And when he's doing the internal work, he's building us up, even though we don't feel like he's building us up. He's making us into his image. So having, being pliable in the hands of the Lord is what he requires. So when, the, when Pastor Frank asked me to speak, and he wanted me to develop into some of the things that he's already laid a foundation for, and how many know we have an apostle that lays a foundation? Definitely. So... I felt led of the Lord to go in this direction. There's a process. And we're being processed right now. There's a process to the preparation of the internal work from the inside out. What does process mean? It means the act of proceeding, continued forward movement. Procedure progress, and advance. It's a series of actions, motions, or occurrences. It's a progressive act of moving and changing. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So what that liberty allows us to proceed, 
to move forward, to progress in the things of God. It also allows where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So when the spirit of the Lord is inside of us and God is doing an internal work from the inside out, he wants liberty. He's going to come in. He's going to move. He's going to rearrange furniture. He's going to rearrange thought patterns. He's going to rearrange what our hearts are thinking in certain ways. He's going to rearrange what life and the world put into us. He's going to take it by the word of God, which is what is inside, what he imparts, how he activates. He's going to take that word of God and he's going to apply it to a new life. Because we're new creatures in Christ. And, and, and that version, new creatures, I like this one better. We are a new creation. We are a new creation in Christ. Why are we a new creation? Because the Holy Spirit comes in and he's doing an internal work and he's making us a new creation where what the world, what family, what people, whatever was put into us has now has to shift because he is residing inside of us and wants to move us forward. Now, he moves us forward sometimes in things that, okay, we, we, we act at times as we have been taught until, listen to this, until we progress in the spirit, those things drop off and the new things are put on. You're a, we are a new creation in Christ. So the old has fallen away and the new has come. So when the new comes... It can't, the new and the old cannot reside together. It has to go. The old has to leave. So how does that happen? Well, Pastor Frank talked last week about the word and the spirit. So we're going to develop some more of that about the word and the spirit. You know what I love? I love the book of John when it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. And there was nothing that was created. Listen, creation, new creation, created. God created. God spoke and he created. God spoke into the voidness and he created. The same thing, the same God is within us. He is hovering over our spirits and he is speaking into our spirits and he is imparting into our spirits and he is taking the word of God, the living, active, breathing word of God and he is causing it to come alive inside of us. Us. And that word brings that transformation inside of us, something that you and I cannot do. The external religious system of the Old Testament or any religious system cannot bring the transformation of the likeness of the Lord. Only the word of God can do that. The word and the spirit. So he's wanting to manifest himself inside of us. Pastor Frank also used the scripture last week, but we all with unveiled faces, 
beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Christian spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. The focus of spiritual formation is the Holy Spirit who guides, who brings the word to our remembrance, who takes us on that journey toward that union with the Lord. And our response is this, submission and surrender. Submission and surrender. Submission to the will of God, to the word of God, surrendering our thoughts. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And although we want to and are independent thinkers, we are not independent thinkers when it comes to the Holy Spirit living inside of us. He gives us his words. He helps us. We are being transformed. The process is what? A one-time thing? No, it's a continual. It's the working of the Holy Spirit in us to give us a makeover in the Spirit, to become more, become more in the image of Christ, to be perfected. Now, I talked about that, going and dressing oneself up on an external purpose. So in the world, we can find peace. In the world, you can't, you can't clean yourself up. In the world, you go back to all the same patterns. In the world, you know, we become as the world. Well, in the kingdom, we become as the kingdom. We become as the king that is in the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit inside of us, he is preparing Christ a bride. We are being prepared. We are being consumed by his presence. Do you remember earlier I talked about when we have our time, when we know and we can sense that the Holy Spirit is moving and he's imparting the word into our lives and, and the word and the spirit and it's all coming alive and there's that fresh anointing that's flowing and there's a, there's a move, whether you're, doing, whether you're in your car, you're in the house, you're, you're in the service, you're walking, whatever it is, cherish it. Allow the Holy Spirit that time to do what needs to be done. Allow him that time for fellowship with him. That's why that is happening. He wants to fellowship. How many know you become like who you hang with? Amen? So let's hang with the Holy Spirit. Let's allow him. Let's allow him access. Let's allow the word of God to just permeate our being. That when we're walking, we are a walking, living epistle. We are an epistle of the Lord. And that epistle is not just in word. That's why Pastor Frank was talking about, and that's why I'm sharing, is because without the word, we need the word and we need the spirit. 
We have to have both. Because just the word is, is religion, it's law, it's doctrine. That's important. But the Holy Spirit, he hovers over it in our lives. And when he's hovering over it in our lives, he's bringing it alive. And we're not dead. We are alive in him. And because we're alive in him, we're moving from a faith to a faith. We're moving from a glory to a glory. We're moving and representing him. And there is power in that movement. You see, it's not like, I remember ministering to people in my early days, and I would be building them up and talking to them, and it was like, honestly, pushing a car up a hill without a motor. I mean, oh my, I'm shoving and pushing, and yeah, come on, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go up the hill. But you know what? When they got the Holy Spirit and there was a full surrender to the Lord and he began to do things in their lives, they were going up that hill and they didn't need somebody behind them to push them up anymore because of the power of the Holy Spirit. So they took the word, they took the word and the word was activated. And then the word became alive. It was like it was it was written in the heavens, and you could just walk, and you were looking at the word, and it was written in the heavens, and the power of God was motivating and was moving. So we need both the word and the spirit. And the Lord, in the Old Testament, the scripture tells us that the spirit moved on men and women and they were anointed for times, seasons, and tasks. Now, we can feel, how many have felt the Holy Spirit fall on you? How many have felt the Holy Spirit come up from just inside? You just felt it in your, in your belly, okay? So, the Holy Spirit you know, he falls, he will fall. We're, and what we're really sensing is, yes, he's falling. He's falling in a place, he's, he's visiting us, but it's inside where he's manifesting. He's coming and he's talking to us and he's ministering to us and he's, he's allowing us, he's sharing dreams. In the Old Testament, the external process of the word was Samuel went, he anointed David. And the scripture tells us, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And it said, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Okay, so he was operating in an external anointing. He had to, because there was no, not yet an internal anointing. So he had to operate in an external. But God was paving the way and showing the way. And what happened? Well, he, it had to be that something was spoken because it's the word of the Lord activated with the spirit of the Lord that will bring the process and the progression towards, the, towards what the Lord has. So in the New Testament, we see that the spirit within us is the word in our hearts written not with the finger of God as the Ten Commandments, but it's written by the Spirit of the Lord at residing within us. Internal process. What, what does it mean? There's transformation. There's sanctification. There's participation. I like that. Because we have, we have access to participate in kingdom 
He anoints us to be participants in his glory and his presence, but in the move of God that he's doing in kingdom work in the earth. We are, we are blessed to be participating with that in this day and in this time. He brings illumination and activation. In Genesis 1, the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters and the word of God was spoken, creation, and it was so. I love that. The Holy Spirit hovering over. What happened? As he hovered, God said, and it was. Birthing and creating, bringing light, life, revelation of the word to, is life to us and within us. And as he creates and causes us to be led, directed, victorious, transformed into his image by the, from glory to glory, it's the Holy Spirit that is moving and activating, activating us in the things of God. He's taking the word and even if we can't remember what we read, he brings it to light in our spirit and at just the right time causes us to remember it. At just the right time when we feel all alone, we can hear the Holy Spirit say, I said I would never leave you or forsake you. When we feel depressed, we can hear the Holy Spirit say, why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Hope in God. He brings everything to light. And he knows just what we need when we need it. When we're struggling with unforgiveness, he said, I've forgiven you. How many times are you supposed to forgive? It's not like 70 times 70. It's just always. John 1, 1 to 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Why? Because externally, we cannot comprehend what is done internally. Externally, the world cannot receive. When we were in the world, we couldn't fully understand or receive the word of God, the Holy Spirit, because we, were, we couldn't comprehend it. Why? Because it, we, it didn't make sense to us, just like it didn't make sense to Nicodemus. How do I go back in my mother's womb and be born again? How do I do that? Well, because you're going to be born again by the Spirit not by the flesh. 
And that's why we were transferred and translated into his kingdom by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 16, I mean Ephesians, it's not 16, it's verse 16. Ephesians verse 16, it says, Acts that... Um, ask that out of the riches of his glory, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. The internal work and indwelling of the Holy Spirit is an ongoing transformational work that is constantly and consistently bringing change. We are moving from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the word and the spirit. I'm just going to go from the spirit right now. The scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit came and that with him residing inside of us, let's face it, he's going to do a little bit of house cleaning at times. And it needs to be done. I remember when the Lord spoke to me when I was a brand new Christian, and he said, you've let me in these rooms, but this one's locked. And I wouldn't let him into a certain place. Why didn't I let him in? Because I wasn't ready to deal with that. I wasn't ready to deal with that. But he was ready to deal with that. So when the Holy Spirit is in our lives, because we're being transformed, he wants to deal with everything. And we think of it this way. Religion will say because, you know, uh, you know oh, you sinned against God, and, you know, you did this and you did that. Yeah, there's, we have to repent of those things. But you know what the, the bottom line is? Redemption and restoration. He knows that the things that are inside of us sometimes, they're not good for us. And although I prayed for many people for healing, I know that the one, the thing that needs healed the most is our hearts. Our hearts need to be healed and made whole. And when Jesus talked about healing, he talked about be made every bit whole. Wholeness is body, soul, spirit, mind, emotions. When things continue to surface up in our lives, the Holy Spirit will bring those things to the surface because he wants to use the word of God and his, and his power and his anointing, his grace and his love to bring healing to those situations. Words that have been spoken, things that have been done, uh, thoughts that come into our minds, people that have heard us, things and, and, and that misunderstandings. Sometimes things are said and they're taken because of another person's hurt the wrong way and they're perceived the wrong way. The Lord wants to heal all of those things. He wants his church to be whole. 
He wants us to be without spot or wrinkle or blemish. And those are some things sometimes that we're not willing to surrender to him. We allow that to be a part of who we are when God is changing us to be a part of who he is. Yesterday in preparing for this message, I'll just be honest. You know, I went through some repentance. I looked at some things and I, and I repented and I asked the Lord to forgive me. And sometimes, you know, we allow things to accumulate and then we do an all-out repentance. Like, oh, all those accumulated. Oh, oh, I need to repent. You know, I got a whole bunch of stuff accumulating here. Am I the only one? I don't think so. <laughs> so, you know, because we're not being religious, we're being honest. And so, thank God for his word. And when the word and the spirit just meet Oh, he brings, he brings his word. And, and sometimes, you know, the Bible tells us his word is as a sharp two-edged sword. And he divides. Have you ever tried to say to the Lord, no, that's really not what I was thinking, Lord. But, you know, this is what I, because, because we try to, like, put a little dirt over it. Like, oh, let's bury it a little bit. No. But then what does the Holy Spirit say? Be honest with yourself because you know. That that's exactly what you were thinking. So surrender it. He wants that from us. Because it's good for us. It's good for us to lay it all down. It's good for us to forgive. It's good for us to let it go. Why, why would we carry it? We don't have to. And so when he brings the word. And the Holy Spirit gives us that deliverance. He cuts the tie to the thing that has us bound. Think about that. He cuts the tie to the thing that has us bound. He breaks every fetter. He cuts it. And when it's time, this thing that has died, he digs it up and he throws it out. And it's there no more. And we can walk in freedom, not in self-righteous justification, but in freedom, in true freedom. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. And so that's what he wants to do. The word of God, when the word of God is ministered, that's why when we have services, and you know what, and we move in the spirit, and the word of God's being released through song, and the word of God's being released from Apostle Frank, and the word of God is powerful, and it's sharp, because it goes in and it cuts what it needs to cut, and when it's coming out, it's healing what has been cut. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Intimacy with him will bring to the surface the things that need to go out because he will not have any idol or anything between him and us. He wants it all out. And so when it is in there, the word of God goes in 
And the Holy Spirit brings healing as it, come, as it comes out. And he does what needs to be done. Whether it's a sin in the flesh, a sin in our thoughts, whether it's something that, that has had us bound for years, whether it's a pain that we can't let go of, he will do it. That's called transformation. That's called restoration. That's called redemption. Can you say this with me? Thank God I'm redeemed. Thank God I'm redeemed. Redeemed from the curse of the law. Redeemed from the sins that would so easily beset us. What does redemption mean? It does, it's not just a one-time thing. Jesus died on the cross and we were redeemed by his blood. He even said on the cross, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. We had redemption. But how many know we, we practice redemption? We are redeemed from so many things on an ongoing basis. We are once and for all bought back, but there are times where we need redemption. We need redeemed from something that we even ourselves have done and said. How many have said things and declared things and have to do this? Like, oh my Lord, Lord. It's almost like Pac-Man, let it be eaten up before it manifests. God wants us to have our conversation, to be aligned with the word. And, and you know how we can tell when we've grown, Pastor Ralph? When we say something and our spirit says, that was not aligned with the word. That feels terrible. I'll admit, I'm like, ugh, that was not good. So the spirit and the word. So were we doing communion? Did I see communion stuff back there? No. Oh, just in case. I'm going to read a little bit more and then I'm going to, um, I believe we need to open the altars. I know that we're going to take an offering and do all of those things, but in John 14, 23, Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Listen to that. We're going to make, he's going to make his home with us. We talked about him rearranging furniture and things that need to be rearranged. We're not yet perfect, but we're being perfected. The Holy Spirit within us is doing a work within us from the inside out. Hallelujah. He's doing it. He's healing and he's restoring. He's convicting. He's loving. He's helping. He's sanctifying. He's assigning. He's quickening. He's leading and he's transforming. The names of the Holy Spirit used by John in the, in the second half of his gospel are the spirit of truth. Now thy word, the scripture says, thy word is truth. 
So he's taking the word, which is truth. And the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. So he's going to bring us the truth, which is the word. And then he's going to activate it. And he's going to illuminate it. And he's going to put power with it. And that word, which is filled with power, is what's going to transform our lives and our thought patterns, our relationships. It's going to transform it. He's called the Holy Spirit in Acts 14, 26. And he's called the Parakletos, or the helping presence, translated the helper in the book of John. What was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying, listen, I'm not going to be with you, but I'm going to send someone that's just like me. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. I'm going to send my presence. The Father's sending him. I'm sending him. My presence. He's going to be in you. And what's he going to do? He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to tell you of things to come. He's going to speak to you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to come alongside. When I was first saved, I used to think to Paracletos, okay, he's a helper. He's standing alongside me. No, he's standing alongside me. Beloved, he's standing alongside. And what does he do? He encourages, he convicts, he leads, he guides, and he tells us what is to come. He prepares us. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. When we think of worship, we think of a worship team. But worship is a living sacrifice of our life. That's what worship is. We worship him every day when we glorify him, when we allow him to transform our lives, when we become pliable in his hands, when we surrender everything to him, we worship him. When we give him glory for everything he's doing and has done and will do, we are worshiping him. When we are obedient to him, we are worshiping him. It's not just singing a song. It's living a life of worship. True worship in any and every expression with the word and the spirit is an expression of obedience, of praise, of honor, of adoration, of gratitude offered to the Lord. This is eternal, beloved. This is the power of the Holy Spirit on the Word. This is the two together. And I love that Jesus is the Word, and the Word was made flesh, and he dwelt among us. But when he could no longer dwell among us, he sent his Word to dwell within us and his Spirit. Our time spent with the Holy Spirit is crucial. It's crucial. It's a time when he does what needs to be done. The scripture says in the beginning was in the beginning the worlds were formed by the word of God. 
that same creation is within us. And the declaration of the Word of God is within us. And by faith, it's brought about. What do I mean by that? We walk in faith. And because we walk in faith, we speak according to that faith. And when we declare things by faith, we walk those out by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because what does the scripture tell us? His word will never come back void. So in declaring his word, walking in faith, putting it before us, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my pathway. His word is a lamp right here, but it also illuminates our pathway where we know which way to walk. The Lord is never going to illuminate a side path that he hasn't ordained. He will always illuminate the front path. There's a moving of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to move in agreement and accordance with the move of this house Thank you. I want, we're going we're gonna to have worship, and we're going to have an altar time. But right now, I'm going to ask Pastor Ralph to come forth and take an offering, receive the offering. We're not breaking. If you even sense in your spirit, we're flowing still. Thank you, Lord. Well, while we flow and while we take the offering, go ahead, Pastor Ralph, and I'll speak after you. We're going to put a slide up the different ways to give. Pastor Patty's taught us today the transformation's a process. And as, as she was speaking and, and giving us the word that she's receiving from the Holy Spirit, that process is a treasure to us. You know, sometimes we get caught up in the patterns of our lives, the patterns of the ways we do things. But those patterns, if we're not careful, become defaults, things we go back to. And we got to be willing to be pliable. we got to be willing to change things. So I'm asking you to change the way you give your offering today. You called, we called, you answered was a song we sang. This seed, this tithe that you have in your hand is a calling that we're putting in the ground. Because God says those things that we sow, so shall we reap. He said as long as the earth remains, so does the time of seed, time, and harvest. Attach something to this seed today. Make a call with this. For me, my wife and I for probably 10 years have been writing peace of Jerusalem on our envelope because God says in his word, pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Those that do show shall prosper. We don't do it so that we can prosper, but we do it because we're aligning with the word of God. But also I'm sowing this today for my family that's not yet been transformed, that's not yet been redeemed. And the word of God says, let the redeemed of the Lord say, say it so. Amen. Yes. As we receive this offering, there's a couple ways to give. If you're online, www.touchheaven.com. You can text to give 330-845-6005 or mail it in to 10 Skyline Drive, Canfield, Ohio, 44406. As we take this offering, we're going to pray over it. As you're sowing into us, as, as you're sowing in to this ministry, we don't need your money. God doesn't need your money, but he needs an opportunity to bless you. He needs an opportunity to bless your children. I don't know about you, but when we sow seed, some of these trees out here have been around longer than you, but they're used for a purpose in our life later. So we, we sow for those reasons. Lord, we thank you right now for these seeds 
that have been sowed into Touch Heaven Canfield Church. These seeds that reach out to Pakistan, these seeds that go to India, these seeds that go to Africa, they go into Kenya, they go into Burundi, they go into the places throughout the, the earth that you send them and you assign them so that there can be fruit there in the time of desperation, in the time of need, in the time of harvesting, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the harvesting that will come forth from this. We ask you now, Lord, to increase it exponentially, Lord. We've added what we have to add, but we, we now ask, Lord, that you would add what only you can add to this, to supernaturally increase this, to reach the nations, Lord. We thank you for it. Do a mighty work through our giving, Lord, through this sacrifice. We call with this seed, knowing that you shall answer, because your word does not go out and come back void. And we pray over it and seal it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just before we come to the altar, or even if you want to start, I guess Pastor Patty, they can come to the altar. We're going to make a declaration as a church. Yes, it's the 4th of July, and we're thinking about things, you know, patriotic and things like that. But the church is also the agent of God in the earth. Whatever we bind shall be bound, and whatever we loose shall be loosed. So right now, as we see the disintegration of our nation at the top, God is not done because the church is not done. We're going to lift our voice with this song, and we're going to make the declaration of God blessing America one more time. We want God to bless this nation so that we can do our work and so it's worth us coming here every week getting fed. We don't get fed just to be okay and go back home. We go back to be effective in the earth and to affect the earth. The declaration.
in the name of Jesus. God bless America. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that as we obey your scripture, Lord God, and if we turn our eyes towards you, and we turn from our wicked ways, Lord God, that you will heal our land. And so, Father, as we are the hungry, Lord God, as we are seeking you from the inside out, as you're transforming us, Lord God, I thank you that I no longer say in any sentence, I can't. Yes, Lord. I say sometimes I won't. I say sometimes it's not the right time. But we know that all things are possible, Lord. Yep. And even the, the resurrection of people with values and even the resurrection of righteousness in our country is possible with you even now. And especially now, it's possible. It's more than possible. It's what you want, Lord. And as long as we are on this earth and the Holy Spirit reigns supreme and his power moves through us, among us, and in us, in our churches and throughout the regions, Lord God, we pray restoration from the top down. As we sang before, every valley be raised up, every mountain be laid low, every corruptive spirit be gone, every Jezebel spirit be destroyed, dismantled, go back to the pit and await your judgment. For we call upon you, Lord, to restore, to renew, and Lord God, even to make things better than they were before, Lord God, as we turn to you as this great outpouring of your spirit that was foretold in the last days would happen in America as young men would see visions and older men would dream dreams or vice versa, Lord God, that your will would be done, that your prosperity would be shown as we give, as we praise, as we praise, as we worship, as we move through the streets, as we declare the righteousness of God even in areas of government, and especially with the compassion and love that only you can bring, that you will be fruitful among us, through us, and in everything that goes on, Lord God, in this country. And then we can truly say and sing, Lord God, with authority, God bless America. Hallelujah! In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we declare it, we decree it. Hallelujah! And Father, we thank you that you're not done with America. We proclaim that as you said, that if we, your body, your people will humble ourselves and pray, you'll restore our land. We thank you that you still are coming to re you're calling the hearts of the fathers to the son and returning the hearts of the son to the father. So we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that as we stand as soldiers and citizens of the kingdom of heaven, that we will not let this nation go. This nation shall once again rise and be the city on a hill with a bright light that shines from within and because of you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you're not finished. We thank you that our best days are not behind us, but they're before us. We thank you that though they may be shout and they may seem like they have victory in darkness and in evil, yet, Lord, we see them wobbling. As Sonny said as we begin, we don't see, we don't look, we see. We see with the eyes of the Lord 
that the, the mighty lion that roars behind us, that he's not finished yet, that you, Lord, you are on the prowl, that you're seeking righteousness and you're going to restore righteousness in our nation. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you that righteousness, even now, is being restored. We thank you that the enemy is wobbling. The enemy is making its last plea, its last call, its last grasp. But, Lord, the only thing that can grip us is grace. So we thank you for the grace and mercy over this nation. We thank you that you're not finished. Celebrate God. Bless America. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you, Father. And Father, Lord, we reject what has happened in our government, Father. We reject, oh God, in the spirit realm, Lord. They call good evil, and they call evil good. Father, in the name of Jesus, we reject it, Lord. And we repent, Father, for the things that have occurred in the governmental places, Father, in this nation. Father, we ask you, Lord. Lord, we commit ourselves, Father, to prayer. You said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then you will hear from heaven and heal our land. You'll forgive our sins. Father, in the name of Jesus, all the things that have happened in this nation, Father, all of those things, Father, that they're calling good, evil, and evil good, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we disalign ourselves with it, Father. We cut it off from ourselves as the church. Father, we are not going to have the things intermingled into the church that are of the world and Lord we thank you Lord that we make a decision we make a decision to stand for righteousness we make a decision to stand for the gospel we make a decision to stand against the evil of the wicked ways Lord that are prevailing in the nation Father and we thank you for healing and restoration Lord we thank you that although it looks dark that you will shed your light you will shed your light and you will bring light and revelation into the earth. And we thank you for it, Father. We celebrate you in this independence. Fourth of July. God bless America. No, you're okay. We bind your power. We cast you down in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, what's bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Over thank all you, Lord. We thank you, we Lord. Over all our enemies. All our enemies. So them down. And we bind their power. We cast you down. We cast you down. And we bind your, bind your power. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the glorious name. The glorious name.
as Jeff was singing that and Sonny, you know, casting down and binding. So I'm going to open these altars and ask you to come if you need prayer today. And you know there's some things that you need to have cast down, uprooted, delivered, healed, restored. You know there's some things you have to surrender to the Lord today. Jeff, as you sing that, I believe that inside their spirits, there's a, there's a breakthrough that's coming because it's anointed. As he's singing that, I want you to come in agreement with that. That you're ca they're casting down, you're casting down. God's uprooting. He's pulling out. He's healing. Yes, by his spirit. Yes, thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. We cast down the darkness yes, in yes. your people. We bind every stronghold yes. in your people. Yes. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord.
Spirit 